Welcome to Tool World. We're your hosts. I'm Gordon Ju. And I'm David Ju. And we're here to discuss everything about ITF patterns. If you're interested in learning more, make sure to like the podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Tool World. This is David Ju, and I'm here with Master Gordon Ju. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay, David. How are you? I'm doing very good as well. Good. Yeah, I'm a little bit under the weather. Yes. But that's not going to hold us back. <laughs> right. That's a lot of sweat and tears put into this podcast, huh? Well, maybe not quite, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so we just kind of finished our segment on Warong. We kind of we went into a little bit of the history. We did a little bit about the technical. And I think, did you have any closing ideas or thoughts about Warong? Yeah, you know, Warong is a pattern that I will never forget. I was at a, a, a national competition in Colorado. So I live in, in California. I, I didn't go back there very often. Back to Colorado, that's where the headquarters was for the NGB, for the ITF. What's an NGB? Uh, nas- national Governing Body, that's what they called it in the old days. The United States Taekwondo Federation was the official ITF governing body mm-hmm. in the United States. Okay. Anyway, so they had a, a national championship and I, I went to it. I think I was a second degree. I'm not 100% sure. Pretty sure it was a second degree because I was been competing and practicing uh, Juche, or we call it Kodong now, a lot back then. And that was the pattern that I always liked to compete with. I remember... Master Fred Ackard came up to me and says, Mr. Jew, we'd like you to demonstrate a pattern. And I said, yes, sir, no problem. Uh, we're going to show you how, um, how we grade uh, the performance. I says, yes, sir. And I said to him, do you mind if I do Juche? And he says, no, 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 we don't need that. Um, we just need something simple like uh, Warong. And I says, Warong? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like everybody else. You know, once the pattern is done... That was many, many years ago. You never practice it again. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, not to say you don't practice it, but you just don't practice it as much. And, and I was going, oh, boy, it's been a while. Let me, go, let me go practice this for a while. And so I was in the back practicing Warong, and it's like, oh, yeah, don't forget this, don't forget that. And it's not a real difficult pattern, but, um, you know, a pattern that I hadn't performed in in a while. Right. Anyway, they called me up. And in the old days, you didn't compete against another person like they do today so that you don't have um, Hong and Chong. You just ha- you just go up there and you present it. The umpires would score it with a card uh-huh. out of like 10, you know, one point up to 10 points or nine points or something like that. So there's five judges. Um, they call the commands for Warong. So I'm doing, the, I'm doing Warong at the very top, you know, the part where uh, you turn around and you do the low side block. We talked about yeah. that actually, movement yeah. number 21 something like that i stumbled i missed i was going to do a different movement then i corrected myself and i knew i made a mistake but i just finished it mm-hmm. and and then um, the umpires are there they're ready to score it and then they go score and i get these scores like three <laughs> two i was like oh boy <laughs> and then the head and uh, umpire goes you know you made a mistake i said yes sir he says 10 push-ups <laughs> Uh, I said, yes, sir. So I'm doing 10 push-ups, right? I get back up, and they score that. <laughs> Two, three. I was like, oh, did, unbelievable. <laughs> did you feel like they were they were harder or stricter back then? Um, a little less forgiving? or No, I think they were just kind of playing around a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was uh, harder, but um, 
it was just yeah just i think it was just you know just playing around a little bit yeah it was it was good though but ever since then I don't think I've forgotten the movement in water. <laughs> well, it's always the, the bad, the bad memories that make you remember stuff, right? <laughs> you know, that's true. You know, the good stuff, we hardly ever remember those. Right. <laughs> you get reprimanded for something and you remember that for life. Yeah. You know, that's also kind of, um, for me, I think that's true. I think it's like today, I think we don't discipline as much. Okay. I don't know. I just think that, uh, I think the, disciplining we we remember things more yeah we remember that more than we do the being praised all the time yeah if there's one thing good about taekwondo i think is that um as long as the studio or the school is doing more traditional and i'm not saying the way uh, we discipline today is is as hard as it was in in the older days it's um it's definitely different because i remember when i was a color belt and um when I was a little bit out of line or didn't do something, it was, uh, yeah, it was a little smack on something, right? Right. But now we can't, shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I wouldn't recommend it just because you don't know the student. You don't know them that well, I should say. I mean, even though you might have met them or you've known them for a few years, you don't really know deep down what their parents might be like. And, and so you can have, you just... Um, you smack my kid, you disciplined him, and all of a sudden you could be hit with a, you know, lawsuit uh, or something. Yeah, lawsuit. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, that... Child endangerment. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that kind of reminds me of when I was a color belt, or I was living at home, and you would always use me for self defense demonstrations. <laughs> but you always be like, oh, oh, my son can't sue me. <laughs> you know, but I always remember being. Yeah, I was just training. I was, I was training. training. I was training. I was training how to get hit, get thrown around. <laughs> anyway, so is there a pattern that, that stand out for you? Yeah, I would say, although I think it's a little um, different. We were kind of talking about negative memories affecting the pattern. This one's more of a positive one. Oh, that's it's, right. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very few times this happens. Is it was like um, it was Eom and Kodong or Juche, and we we're doing it for the final round for the 2014 World Championships. I think the a big part about the second degree patterns is you know a big part of it is the leg control. You know, even myself now, when I do holding up the leg, it's not where I kind of want it to be. And be just because it takes so much extra time and effort and stretching and practicing, uh, we just don't have enough time to do all of it, nor the energy. I remember I was practicing a lot for the reverse turning kick in Yom uh, and the side piercing kick. And to be able to do those reverse turning kicks... And I felt like I actually nailed them in the competition uh, for both Eom and uh, Kodong. Just was kind of a standout moment in my life. Yeah. Not to, and that was also the final round too. So, you know, that really... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I got to see that. When I go to a lot of the um, to these events, if I didn't go, I'm sure we have it on video. A lot of times I'm just not able to see how you guys perform. Sometimes I miss that. Yeah, I think you were in the... Seems like a lot. I feel like you are in the middle ring. <laughs> And I think I was in the top right ring. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I do kind of remember that. You got to stay focused, right? Yeah. You got to stay focused on your event. And I'm like, oh, David's competing, <laughs> and I'll go on look, you know. And when there's a break, you take a quick look. But, you know, you're not supposed to really do that because they uh, they want you to stay focused on um, on the event that you're doing. Yeah. So Yeah. 
But yeah, that was a great job you did. I think you got gold medal then. Mm-hmm. That's congratulations. That's awesome. Congratulations! It's a couple of years later now. <laughs> it's almost yeah, yeah, almost, well, <laughs> almost eight. But those are six years. Good memories, yeah, right? Yeah, good memories. You put a lot of hard work into it, and uh, and it pays off, right? Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, right? Yeah, we have um, we can't control everything. We can um, we can't control whether an umpire likes you or don't like you. Right, we can't control that. We can't control how they feel. Mm-hmm. But the things that we can control, we should be the best at it. We can control our intermediate hand position, the way we execute a technique. We need to just practice that and practice that, and not leave it for chance. Yeah, we can't control like the bracketing or who you go up against as far as competition is. Right. So yeah, it's right. great. I, I have another story to that one. Well, not really particular. It was during the patterns competition, but it's not a particular pattern. If that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Because you kind of brought up the bracketing and things that we can't control. And I, you know, now that I think back on it, probably should have two years later, 2016, at the World Championships in England, uh, right. third degree patterns was going. And I remember I must have got a buy or something. So I went, I competed, I won, and then they immediately moved me to another ring. I had to compete right. again. And then I, after that, I had to compete a third time. So, okay. you know, they didn't, there was no downtime. From what I remember. Okay. And I feel like, um, you know, that's not something that you can control. It was kind of whatever the bracket was. Um, They're hustling along the brackets. And I was just definitely like gassing it towards the end. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I see. Um, that's a good point. That's um, something that I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but a coach could maybe protest a little bit about that because it's definitely not fair for a competitor to let's say win and then all of a sudden they're going up in in the next round and that actually happened a few uh a few years ago i remember mason mccauley um that happened to him he was sparring he won his match and then they called him up again yeah that's not fair because the other guy that he was the guy that he was competing against hadn't had been sitting around for a while right because he had won his match a while back yeah that didn't seem right so we did protest that and um, they understood, and um, so they gave him a little bit more time. They they did other rounds before they did his. Yeah. Yeah, you got to make it as fair as possible. But you know, they probably didn't do that on on purpose. Oh no, definitely. They just not. go. They just go. Okay, this this bracket has to go. This this um this group has to go. This group has to go. Just trying to save time, but not realizing how does it affect our um, competitors. Yeah. And is it is it fair? Right. And it does kind of sound like it wasn't really fair now that you bring it up. But that's, um, I think you still got bronze on that, didn't you? Yeah. So yeah, that's another problem with that. Um, and I'm not, <laughs> you, you can go back and analyze all these things and be a quarterback uh, coach or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Your match on that match, they called Chan Ji. And I believe, and I'm not sure, I have to go back and look at the rules, but the, the lowest pattern that um, designated pattern is Don Gun. Right. Any pattern from Don Gun and above can be called. So we don't ask for Chun Chi or four directional punch or block. Yeah. That probably should have been brought to, um, again, that's, that's a coach, right? I, if um, I was your coach, I probably would say, hey, wait, 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 wait. Just want to clarify. I'm not, I'm not trying to question which pattern you want to do, but, you know, just bring that up. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are all things in the past that 
you live and learn. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Wasn't, wasn't thinking about it at the time. Wasn't thinking about the timing of the the matches at the time either. But yeah, that's no, absolutely that's the experience you get when your coach has been to a lot of tournaments, right? Whether as a competitor yep. or as a coach, uh, we all learn from it, right? Yeah, and you just hope that doesn't come back up. And people that do a lot of competition have experienced that, and that's why they tend to be a little bit better because of yeah. their experience, right? Doesn't matter if you're competing or if you're a coach; you just know those things. Well, anyways, I hope, hope you guys you enjoyed that podcast. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. Um, if you guys had any, you know, kind of similar experiences at a tournament where you felt it was unjust or not what you wanted, and how did you come back and kind of fix whether you trained harder or something along the likes, totally let us know. Leave it in the comments. We'd love to hear about it. And, you know, if anything, it's going to bring up more stories for us <laughs> to remember <laughs> and bring back, hopefully. Well, you know, that's in- interesting that you say that. Because is there a way to do patterns that might give you a little bit of advantage when you're in competition? When you're at a high level, everyone's working hard. Yeah. So how can you be better than the other person? How can you, let's say, mess someone up? Mm-hmm. And we won't go over it now, but I can definitely tell you a story about one of my black belts who won two or three rounds and made a mistake in the pattern three or four times. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I hope everyone stays tuning in, waiting for that episode or waiting for that story to come. Uh, Do you have anything else? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the suspense in the coming weeks. Uh, Do you have anything else, Master Drew? No, but it sounds pretty good. It was great talking to you. Great talking to you too, sir. I'll see you guys next week. Sounds good. Take one. Take one. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope to see you next time.